Eagles Entertainment. On Saturday, August 7th, special teams coordinator Michael Clay spoke to the media. You know, the kick return have done, you know, we've put in a couple more practices on kickoff return and they've, they've caught the ball very well, but the thing throughout the group is that speed that they have. Um, once they catch it, they see a crease, they can really hit it. So it was very encouraging for that. Um, and today they got a little bit of the coverage, so they saw a little bit of the lane. So it was, it was slowly but surely we're just getting them more confident, seeing, seeing the ball, seeing the creases. So I'm really... Really excited about all of them from from the top down. Um, so it'll be a, it's going to be good to see them, you know, get some some live action in the upcoming weeks. But uh, I'm really pleased with the whole group. What else is a kick return that? It's not just the kick return. A lot is the is the other ten um, with the team. You know, we all have to get our blocks. Um, the kick returner helps the blockers out. He can set them up, give them a better angle. So. Um, it's, it's really all 11 that have to get it done for having a good kick returner. What, what's your philosophy on gunners? Is it more about speed? Is it more about technique? What, what do you focus on when you're figuring out who, who's the guy? Gunners are like my babies. I, lo I love uh, gunner talk, but for, for the most part, it's the mindset, as I talked about earlier. Um, but when it does come to it, you can't teach speed. If you have speed, use that as much as possible. We, do, we try to give them tools. Tyler's doing an unbelievable job giving them tools, you know, little things here and there, how to get off uh, a vice. Um, but for the most part, it starts in between the ears with the gunners. Um, but for me, you know, really trying to get them to just play fast. Not give them a whole lot. You know, there's a couple rules you have to know, but for the most part, just playing fast and having that mindset like, hey, I'm going to go make this tackle or, or cause a fair catch. When they changed the rules a couple of years ago with kickoffs, and it's really difficult for onside kicks, so you try a couple of them. Are there any teaching points to that? Is it just, you know, what do you, how, how do you sort of, get an advantage on, on that type of play, which is so low percentage? Um, you know, you try to find, you know, different ways to, within the rules, space out everyone. Um, but once again, it's tough. Um, sometimes you, you got to get a lucky bounce, but we, we'll work with, with Jake and what his best ball is and everything like that, and we'll, we'll try to find little schemes here and there, even going back, you know, um, a couple of years just to find something. But with the onside kick, you know, it's almost like, a, it's almost like roulette. You almost... Fit, you know, you have a small percentage, but when you do hit that small percentage, it is a game-changing play and gives everyone that, that sense that, all right, we can win it still. Being a captain's obviously a big deal. When you're trying to figure out who's the special team's captain, what are you looking for over these next couple of weeks? Uh, I think it'll all play out. Like, I'm not, that's something I'm not really looking for. It's going to, and I think everyone feels it from the practice, how people practice, how people play. So we're not really too worried about that because I know, when it comes to the games of December, like, we're going to have to rely on all 11, everyone on the roster to play special teams. So when it comes to that, I'm sure it'll all play out. It's not a special teams question, but the last play there, what was on the line that, that made the offense so excited on the field? Do you know? Uh, I, I, it was a big competition. I know it was third down, so I think there's some points on the line. I don't know if there's a, an end game, but you know, with, with Coach Sirianni, he really brings that competition to – to the field and it gets everyone going. Like everybody loves to compete. That's why we're in this business. You want to compete. You want to put your best foot forward. So it's always good off uh, an off day to see everyone come back and battle it out. What is the process like for setting the, the depth chart for the game, uh, the first preseason game? How do you find out who's going to be available to you? Uh, that'll be a, a conversation we have probably in the next couple of days. Um, we're st we still got a big practice tomorrow. Um, still practice Monday and Tuesday, but in terms of setting it, 
once we hit that, we cross that bridge, we will, but we still got to get ready for a couple more practices. Uh, I mean, he has explosiveness just like everybody else. Um, you guys have all seen, you know, he, he has some, some dynamic abilities. Um, he did it in college. He was very good at it. Um, but like I said, the whole group has really done, done well. Huntley's done well. Um, his explosiveness is, is a trait that's very, that's, um, it's hard to find. But um, for the most part, we're really, we're really pleased with everyone, really. You know, can you judge guys now when they're not going full speed, or do you have to sort of wait and see how they do in the games? Uh, you, I don't know if you can really judge them right now. Uh, it does help in the in the game when the bullets are really flying right there with guys actually putting a move. We're trying to keep you know everyone healthy. We're not trying to put anybody on the ground. But you can you can sense a guy that that feels a hole that you know he's in the right leverage. Uh, you know, early on in practice we had a little competition. You know. Guys blocking, guys covering right there. So you can kind of get a sense, but we'll see a little bit more when we do, you know, get an opposing team going at you um, full speed. There have been times where you've been fielding uh, some kicks and Devontae's still around the, the group. Uh, mm -hmm. What kind of benefit do you think that, you know, even though he's sidelined, just being around your returners? I mean, Devontae, he's a football player. He just, he's chomping at the bit. I mean, and it's always great. Like, they're, they're a very tight knit group in that returners, you know, uh, from the start where they're catching jugs or off a of live. Live late. The more times they can see it, even if they're not out there, it's going to help them with the perception where the ball is falling, how the ball is coming off the foot. Um, so Devontae being out there is great, and he's, he's getting those mental reps that, uh, that's going to make him e even better than he is right now. You kind of said, Michael, you can get a feel, especially with coverage players. How quickly can you say, okay, this guy's kind of a natural with special teams. How quickly can you pick that up? Um, I don't know if there's like a timetable where you could, you could really pick it up, but there's you can feel the sense when a guy it like it clicks, like you give him a tidbit here and there, and he hits it, and you're like, oh, okay, he he gets it, he's gonna start using it. So it's more just the confidence of them picking up little tidbits here and there and feeling it out, and it's more of the repetition stuff, you know. Just like anybody, there's some guys that see it off, you know, off a drawing. Some guys have to feel it out. So it's more of a uh, who the person is, and can they feel it just watching it, or do they have to go through the repetition to really feel? you know, confident and, and comfortable with the special teams. After coaching under Shanahan and coaching under Chip, is there anything you've seen in these past few weeks or past few months that is new or, or different that as, as you kind of put your coaching Rolodex together has stood out to you? Uh, you know, it's, it's one of those things where you don't, you don't like compare or anything like that, you know, contrast or anything. The great thing about this whole thing is still football. So you all come together, whether whoever is coaching, whoever's the head man is, you come together, it's still Let's get our techniques right. Let's get these guys comfortable with our with our schemes, our, our terminology. So I wouldn't say there's a big contrasting thing because it does come down to football. But I will say, out of all three of them, everyone loves to compete, and you know that's what we want on our football team: guys that want to go, you know, toe to toe for 60 minutes, competing with everyone. About like Nick using videos during um, you know meetings mm -hmm. to sort of break it up. Is that something you've seen before? And, you know, what's your impression? That? Yeah, I mean it's. It gets a little monotonous when you're the only guy talking, but you know, you get, there's so many great athletes and teachers around the world that, you know, a two minute clip from someone else hearing a different voice, it may click with someone than, you know, us, uh, you know, the coaches telling these guys and everything like that. So the video clips, I'm a huge component. I, I think it's great. You learn stuff down, you write it down and it may click for you uh, down the road. That's something that you've been using in your meetings too, or is it just that? Uh, at times I will, at times I will, especially, but, I think we have enough, uh, like Coach Panunzio, I mean, he's got a wealth of knowledge. At times, 
I'm sick of hearing my own voice. I'll let him come talk to the group, and he has a different message, and guys want to hear it. He's got so many years coaching and has a good pedigree. Hearing just a different voice, I'll have Tyler Brown talk to the guys. It's just something different that it'll, it'll perk up for them. And um, so, yes, there's videos, but there's also uh, a lot of wealth within our coaching staff. Zach's question about like comparing, um, you know, back when you were with Chip, it seemed like you had guys who were special teams like specialists, guys like Raymond and, and Maragos and everything. Is that different nowadays? Like, do you have fewer guys who can just do uh, special teams because of like roster space and everything like that? And I wouldn't say it's different. Um, it just all depends on how the roster shakes out. I mean, there's so many components with it that, you know, we're really going to have to rely on everyone. Um, there are guys that do specialize in it. Don't, don't get me wrong. There is guys that, you know, they make their money on being a four-core special teams player. But once again, we're going to find out on this team there's going to be a whole collective effort to help us. You know, you know, some guy may need a break here. We got someone else in, uh, in the holster to get it going. So it's not like the, the Bramans and the Marigos and Najee Goods are, are no longer in this league. It's just more of a team thing, you know, to get everyone two to three components down there. Couple more. How's Aaron coming along? Uh, Aaron Cepas. Uh -huh. uh, the other day, not today, but you look pretty good. Directional kicking. Mm -hmm. How do you think he's coming along? I think Aaron said he, he's putting a lot. He's putting along a lot of good days, and not just punting. Working with the operation with Rick and Jake, they've been uh, gelling very well. But we're very happy with what Aaron's been doing. But he's been doing this in the spring, um, and getting him out here, letting the. Uh, the gunners see the ball where it's going to land and everything. I think it's been fantastic. He's only going to get better. Um, he, he's Nobody's harder on himself than Aaron. Really, in our whole group, Jake, Rick, they're all hard on each other. But uh, Aaron's, you know, he's keep plugging away, and, he, and uh, he's been doing a really good job for us lately.